Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have the amazing Destiny Berman here with me. And if you are someone who's been wanting to launch your own online school or course, then you definitely want to listen to this episode because Destiny is the expert in online launches. Destiny is a modern marketer and seven-figure launch strategist for experts and educators. With over 15 years of experience in marketing and the Silicon Valley with clients like Twitter, HP, Microsoft, and more, Destiny left to step into her calling in 2014 when she was called to help experts multiply their income through online courses. She's since launched dozens of digital schools in the personal growth and spiritual self-help markets, generating over $15 million in revenue in the last five years alone. And in this episode, Destiny shares so much of her magic. I absolutely love the work that she's doing because it's so far beyond just helping people launch their programs. She helps people literally pull out their magic and their gifts and put it into a beautiful, cohesive offer that sells out. So without further ado, let's welcome Destiny onto the show. Welcome to the show, Destiny. I'm so excited to have you here and can't wait to see what unfolds in our conversation today. I'm really happy to be here and I'm excited as well. Yeah. So I would love for you to share a little bit first about um, like what led you on your path to doing the work that you're doing today in the world and helping people grow their business and scale and, and launch their amazing programs? Yeah. Well, I think like many, it wasn't a straightforward path and it wasn't always a clear calling. Um, I spent about 15 years working at companies here in San Francisco. And so I've been in that marketing software business space. And, um, and then I, you know, this, that entire time, while it was fulfilling in some ways, I just felt like something was missing. And my other passion alongside that was diving into lots of personal growth, self-discovery, transformational work. And so about six years ago, when I saw how big the online education knowledge-based industry was really growing and expanding, I took a leap of faith. And I said, look, why don't I see if I can bring my marketing abilities with the personal growth holistic world and see what we can do with launching online schools and programs. And so it's been a wild ride. We've been able to create some incredible things out into the world. Um, and it was more of a step-by-step versus like, oh, wow, this is my calling. Mm. Was there a moment when you like pieced it all together or was it like a gradual thing? I would say it was more of a, what's my next move and being intuitively guided and listening. So first I started working with clients and then I launched my own programs, my own, own offers. And each time it was a clear prompting 
but it wasn't like one of those, oh my God, this is what I have to do. It's more like, okay, this is the direction. And then I kept pulsing in that direction. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And it's just like taking that first step. I love how you combined the, your intuit, the intuitive side with the marketing. Uh, I think that's awesome. And for people listening to this podcast, I'm sure they really resonate with that. Um, I know I have a lot of people that are launching programs or want to launch their programs and they get stuck in how to do it or what's the best way. And I preach a lot about how strategy is important, of course, and also it is that energy piece. And I would love for you to um, share a bit about your take on that and and how you share with people how to launch. You know, it's, it's so funny you say that because you're, you're so right. Strategy is one component. And I think that often we put too much weight on strategy. And then of course, there's this whole conversation around our mindset, right? And the internal and the emotional blocks that come up against it. And ultimately we have to hold both sides. We have to address our mindset. We have to address our emotional growth or growth edges and also stick to a strategy and a plan that we're committed to. So what I would say is first and foremost, what I've observed around offline business owners when they're making the sleep online and making the shift online is that we want to commit to this vision because first and foremost, we're going to have mistakes. It's going to be hard at times. It's going to be exciting at times, but to choose progress over perfection and to commit to this, to this vision that online is the path and that going digital is the way to get our work out there into the hands of more people, period. Mm-hmm. So commit to the vision and allow yourself to follow what feels aligned for you and come up with a plan to make it happen. Yes. So then from there, so first we're committing to the vision and committing that this is our path. And then from there is choosing one strategy and one approach. And just know that there isn't one way to do things. And there's going to be a million different ideas that come at you when you start to go into this crazy launch world. And so to listen to yourself and to follow the plan and the strategy that works for you and to stick to it mm-hmm. and to really give this a chance to treat each launch like a calculated experiment. Um, again, not to put something sloppy out there or half-baked, but progress over perfection and to put this out there and to let the data tell us, right? Well, how do we really articulate your specialty and how do we really articulate your uniqueness? And so to listen, to follow that plan and that strategy, and it's going to evolve over time. But what you don't want to do is to change directions midstream. Mm-hmm. So three weeks in, you find something else in the next shiny object and just ends up being this distraction and procrastination tool that doesn't serve you or your business. Yeah. And I think that happens for a lot of people, the, the shifting or getting distracted. Um, yes. they, they think that this is going to work in this perfect way and it's going to be the biggest thing ever. And it might not look like that uh, after a few days of launching. And then it's like, oh my God, is this the right program? Whatever. Yes. And yes. um, what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, um, actually, now I lost my thread around of being distracted. So you are going to go with. <laughs> I said a lot of people get distracted and they, they have this vision or this goal for their program. And if they don't see it working right away, it's like the doubts or the, I should try this thing. And then. Right. Right. The spiral. 
Yes, exactly. Um, and there's a couple of things that come up for that is number one, this takes time. I mean, we're talking about building a long-term, fruitful, profitable business. Number two, the, the reward and the outcomes really comes from multiple launches. So the revenue opportunities, the monetization, it's really launch after launch. It's less about the one launch wonder. And then number three, you do have to get educated in order to trust your intuition. So you do have to understand the basic fundamentals and the principles, growing your list, growing your audience. How do you connect and nurture that audience? And then are you structuring and messaging a program that is needed out there, matched with your uniqueness and your specialty? So you do want to get educated on the fundamentals and then know that it will take time. And time in the internet world is like we're talking weeks and months, not years and decades, right? I mean, this is a, it's a very fast-paced world, but to know that it takes time and to stick to a plan launch after launch versus changing direction. Yeah. So are you, do you um, teach a lot about like sticking to one type of offer for your people? So I focus on helping business owners pull out their specialty and Got launch it. online programs in schools and then within that launch model, we actually customize it. So there are proven paths that we teach within the frameworks, passive lead building, active lead building, launching. But within that, we believe in customization because that's where the intuitive and the magic comes in, I think. Because mm-hmm. you're helping people pull out like their zone of genius, their unique thing that they have to offer, probably based on their experience and their story and their gifts. Exactly. And just having, you know, a varied background of either corporate training or having, you know, worked with folks in different capacities or being trained in three different fields. And how do you really bring that into a concise offering that's meeting a need in the Mm -hmm. world? Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'm sure one of the first steps of that for people listening, for people wanting a launch is growing their audience and putting stuff out there and starting to gauge like what people actually are responding to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, so that's definitely one of the first steps. And it's funny because people who are starting from scratch, so maybe they've been in business or they're transitioning careers, one of the first things is, well, how do I grow my list, right? So, I mean, how do I even think about who is on the other side of this? And there's a couple of different components to it. So one, paid advertising. I think we have an interesting uh, understanding of paid advertising. Why do I need to do it? Paid Facebook ads, paid YouTube ads, paid Instagram ads. And the reality is that if you're starting from scratch, that is necessary. The biggest brands, biggest companies in the world are always having to invest in advertising to stay top of mind and to grow. That's number one. And then number two, on the other side of the traffic and the paid advertising is a content. So how are you pulling people in? And it's a content that is really the attractor, but you could have the best content in the world if you're not driving traffic paid advertising, promotional partners, that's not going to work. And you can have all the traffic in the world, but if your content isn't clear, then that's not going to work. So you really need two sides of each coin. And so when people ask about growing their email list, um, you really want to look at the whole picture. Yeah. And I know for me on my journey thus far, I've tried a million and one different things when it comes to that. So it's probably a process as well of like seeing what works 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and to let the data tell us. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so you and like your team or what you do for people as well as like tracking the data, because as entrepreneurs, we don't need to do every single thing in the world when you're launching your program. Yes. So we, um, so inside our school, we are essentially an extension team. So we're not, let's say a done for you or a done with you, because I believe that the collaboration and the making decisions is really important. Um, and you're absolutely right. Like we, you know, we teach on resources on what type of assistant to hire and what type of ads training to go through. And it's interesting because in some cases, we just want to have someone take it off our off our plate. But I find that it's hard when it's your business and it's an extension of you, mm-hmm. but you still have to be in the center of it, even if you're hiring an extended team, you know, like, like my team inside our programs and our schools. Yeah, because uh, it's like your voice and your 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 creation, like the exactly. person. Yeah. Exactly. So, wow. So, um, what, what would you say to people who are like, who've launched programs before and they, like, they thought that was the, it was the idea, like their zone of genius, their magic, the thing. And it didn't work out the first time the way that they wanted to. And they launched it again and it, didn't work out as amazing the second time either. And they're going through this phase of kind of wanting to even throw in the towel or create something totally new. Mm, Yeah. So this, this gets hard because we are very connected to our work and it is hard to stay detached. But number one is I want to go back to the data. So how many people were you actually promoting this to? How many emails did you even send? And if you were driving ads to webinars, let's look at the webinar metrics. So first and foremost, I look at the data. How many people opened? How many people clicked? And we need to pull ourselves back and to be able to neutrally look at the full view. Then from there, then you want to make certain assessments. Is it because people weren't responding to the offer because we weren't clear on the need it's meeting in the market? There's a difference between capturing your zone of genius and then putting it out in the world. But if you're not connecting it to a need, you become a nice to have and no one's going to, people are not going to respond in the same way to a nice to have. Mm -hmm. And so what problem, what need are you meeting in the market? And you wanna make sure that's clear. Surveying the audience that you did market to is a very useful way to learn more. Why didn't you buy? Why didn't you enroll? So first we wanna do the research. Want to pull together the data and to be able to look at it as objectively as possible, even though that's not always easy. And then you want to make assessments. Oh, is it because, and that's where you have to be really honest with yourself based on the research, but is it because it wasn't needing any meat in the market and you were trying to convince people? Hmm. Or was it as simple as traffic? Not having enough people register for the webinar because you didn't invest in the right amount of ads and that's why. Again, you can have the best offer in the world. If you have 50 people sign up for your webinar, only a percentage of those people will be on the webinar mm-hmm. versus 500 people. It doesn't say anything about the offer. Yeah. Right? So, and then that's where you start to dissect and then make some decisions on refining to relaunch or going into a different direction. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, it, yeah, I can see that to dive into all of the angles of the way to look at things. And to take yourself out of the equation for a moment 
for yes. people like the whole, oh, is it my, is it me? Is it my offer? A lot of people go through this. I'm sure you hear it all the time. Yes. I've been there, done that. <laughs> yes. And it's hard, you know, because we're so in it and we are worried about failure. What does this mean about me? This mm-hmm. is me. That my life's work is needed in the world. And what am I going to do? And I'm, I'm just willing to bet that if this is your life's work, it's needed in the world. It's our work to find the messaging and the articulation for it and to understand the community that we're serving. And that's usually what I find is a gap. Um, not so much, oh, this offer isn't needed. Yeah. Do you, why do you think um, for some people it's challenging to get that messaging super dialed in? Well, one, it's a very creative process, right? Mm-hmm. We go through a very creative, messy middle in terms of articulating what we think we know and then we have to connect it with what they need to hear in order for it to even come in. Otherwise, yeah. if you can't receive it, that's not of use to anyone. And the reality is that if you are creating something very new, it is hard to pinpoint it. And that's why it takes resilience and commitment to the vision to keep refining and to listen and to survey and to really find out what this offer is doing. So it takes time. I think even the best marketers in the world is a process when it comes to messaging. It's very, it's very creative, I think. It's very what? Very creative. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a cool, it's cool when you can cl- have a collaborative team of people like bouncing things off of each other and, yes. and, and kind of like chiseling it a little bit, exactly. sculpting it. Exactly, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so do you teach people, I know you have a, a specific method you teach with the launching. Do you mainly um, work with people who are doing like webinars and leading that into their main offer? Yeah. So we love webinars as part of the launch process, but we teach three ways to lead, build and go into launch. So that's a virtual summit. There's a five day challenge. And then there's what I call a content webinar where it's equivalent to a podcast in terms of you holding a workshop, but you're not selling anything on that webinar. Mm. Then when you head into your launch, we do like to use webinars for the launch, but we use different ways to engage because what I find is the hybrid approach works the best where you have passive ways to build your list and then you infuse it with an active webinar or with an active challenge. But people need multiple touches and multiple ways to connect with them before they're jumping in, especially into a bigger offering. And with online, you just need to connect with people in different ways, messages and emails and videos and different ways to build your list. And it's not just one way. Mm. I mean, people are always arguing, oh, evergreen webinar or live webinar. I say you do both and using the hybrid format works very well. So do both and, and see what's performing better or do both to serve different types of people where they're at. Yeah. So both meaning evergreen to use that more on an ongoing basis. And then you use the live every quarter to infuse it with that action. And now they've got two different points of contact. Got it. And so the first, the first webinar usually is just kind of like a free training, no selling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you can do this both ways. So you can have an evergreen that sells. Um, and you can have a live that also sells. But the point is, is that they're coming through the evergreen webinar and let's say that's a first point of contact. They don't take any action. Guess what? Three months later, you've got a live webinar and the energy is just different for them to re-engage and to relearn from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I like that. I mean, a lot of times when people see webinars, they're 
teaching, but they're also selling on the webinar too. So it's right. a good, kind of a different approach than what people are used to. Exactly, exactly. And it's interesting because people are used to having podcast episodes, but not selling. But when it comes to a webinar, there's this built-in industry expectation that you need to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is about building value with your audience first, especially nurturing, engaging them on a different format. Um, and then you head into your launch. Exactly. Mm. And so you nurture them through emails and social content or emails, driving to videos is one mm -hmm. of my favorite ways to do that. Um, and then of course, if you have any other activities going on, but emails to watching a video is like a nice way because you, you handle the messaging, you send the emails, you're reminding them to open up your emails and it does work, you know, very nicely. And just having like recording, recorded videos of like continuing to add value is exactly. what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think like video is like the fastest and easiest way for people to connect and like really vibe with you and like you and want to buy from you because of the energy piece and seeing you and Exactly. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So people who come to you and are wanting to work with like what you're doing, do you have people, I'm, I'm assuming they're people who've already done videos and putting themselves out there because that also requires like a, a level of confidence and clarity. So what's interesting there is video. And I agree with you is number one, it's the fastest way for people to get to know you in three to five minutes, right? They mm -hmm. see you, they feel your energy, especially if they're very intuitive. It's like done and done. But there are other ways to nurture if one isn't confident on video and that's okay. So blog posts still work very well. You follow the same format, emails to blog or emails with the teaching inside the email itself, which is obviously the simplest way. You just can't, you can't drive them anywhere. So you're, you're losing that action. Hmm. But you know, videos for the most part, and we also offer video trainings inside. We've got video coaches who've been inside our um, uh, faculty. But essentially, you can get comfortable on videos. You also have to go through that initiation process if you're not used to doing it. So what we find is that some people over their journey will get comfortable, and then some folks just stick to writing blog articles, and that's great too. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like finding what really works. Exactly. And we don't want that one way to get in the way of you not doing anything. Yeah. 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 And it's refreshing for those listening to hear that there is more than one way to do things. Yeah. And I want to note that if you're not doing video just because you're scared, <laughs> get out of your comfort zone and do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's definitely worth the effort. I mean, it's just in the beginning, how many of us try to go live, make a video. We start in the morning and we've done so many takes that we've never hit publish and that was dark. Like how many times have you heard that story? It's true. It is. So, right? Mm -hmm. uh, one, of, one, of the, one of the tips I give my, my members is to go live inside a closed Facebook page or just a Facebook group with a friend or two in there. And once you do it, even if you just go live or publish that video for 30 seconds, it's like you cross a threshold and then it's not so scary anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember when I first started doing videos, like I would record like 30 seconds at a time and then stop it and then record another 30 seconds and then piece it all together. And by the time, you know, I spent all day editing a freaking five minute video. <laughs> exactly. exactly. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. So definitely an initiation process, but it's worth it. Yes. It's worth it because it's the fastest way to build your audience and to build that no like and trust. 
hundred percent agree. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> so you mentioned that you mainly help people build, launch an online school. <laughs> I want to hear more about yeah. the whole I lead. I lead with online schools because the reality is that the people who are inside our community have so many different courses to launch mm-hmm. that we always start with one course and it starts with one course. But what happens is they end up launching multiple courses and that falls within the umbrella of an online school. And then the other approach that I've taken with um, many clients is we launch multiple tiered schools. Wow. So there's one, there's a level two, and then there is a certification program. And that's also really exciting. Obviously, not everyone wants to go out and launch a full-on online school, but you start with your first course and that can evolve if that's if that's your path. Yeah, it's so interesting. I'm actually about to launch a certification program myself. And as you're saying this, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. And that's super exciting. And, um, you know, we've had clients who have gone, you know, multiple seven figures in that type of model and format. And it's exciting because now they're reaching thousands of people online. And then now people are carrying out their format and their framework and it's like multiplying and scaling. And it's, yeah, it's incredible. Mm. Do you also teach people how to um, come up with their own frameworks and stuff? Uh, Yes and no on the program. You're talking about the Mm. corporation. So I've definitely given or myself and my team, we've given a lot of input on that. Um, but what I also find that it ends up being pretty different. So there's best practices of micro learning and um, shorter videos. And so we always are adapting to that trend. But the deep, deep content itself is really coming from the teacher and the business owner. But we'll give you formatting best practices and give input on the outcomes and the objectives of, of each lesson. Mm, mm. That's awesome. So... Um, when people, so people that come to you, are they typically people who are, who've already launched programs or do you get a range of people? We get a range. What I would say is the most common is that they're already an existing offline business owner. So they're a owner, they're a clinic owner, they're a therapist, naturopathic doctors, like specialized. And then we also have lots of life coaches who are in a one-to-one and they're looking to scale from one-on-one to one-to-many. So they're not technically an offline business owner, but they're limited. So they're all limited. They're all capped. And then now going digital, even before COVID was the only way they could really grow and scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how, why we also end up launching, you know, recce schools and astrology schools and uh, relationship schools and whatnot, because they have been teaching and facilitating. Mm. Wow. Wow. And what, what do you um, suggest people do online or on social as they're leading into their launch or before their launch? Do you have, because uh, you know, a lot of people, the main a big piece of it is showing up on social media. Yeah, yeah. So this is where I encourage people to find their happy medium because if you're heading to a launch and you're new to online launches, because even though we're working with established business owners, they're new to online launches, period. I personally find it overwhelming to have to think about all the organic social plus ads, Mm -hmm. plus getting it off the ground. So what I would say is in the first couple of launches, you always want to identify your two or three big rocks. Some people love to be on social media and organic is a big part of the strategy. But if not, focus on ads and go lean on organic, meaning you'll be going live during your launch, of course, 
and leveraging videos and uh, really pulling that as part of your pre-launch and launch. But you don't have to go crazy mm -hmm. because I find that if you try to make too, too big of a focus on both paid and organic for your first couple launches, it's hard to really pull off unless you've got a big team. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and it actually sounds way more appealing to do it the paid way <laughs> because you have a lot of stuff going on in the background and you don't always have to be like doing a million. You don't ever have to always do a million and one things, but a lot of people, and I, I've totally been there. That's why I'm like, and I went, I've reached this moment before of being like, um, never again, am I doing it that way? <laughs> but like, I see people as well, like think that they need to go on live every single day and write an email every single day and do this every single day. And that's a lot of energy. Yes, exactly. So there are two things I'll say there. I mean, I could go on this all day. <laughs> One, when you're getting off the ground online, I recommend using paid to get that off the ground and then reinvest in your business and then use that to reinvest in resources to build out organic. Organic is worthwhile. It just requires more time, mm -hmm. both from a finance standpoint, because of how much time you have to be putting in and um, just figuring out your voice and the rhythm that works for you. Mm -hmm. So as part of your pre-launch, even if you're focusing on paid, you know, going live once a week, consistency, great. Use that to head into your launch. But if you're, if you are not, if you're not saying, look, I'm going to be a content creator and I'm going to go out and build viral content you're not going to be able to sustain going live every single day, putting that pressure on yourself to build into this launch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I talk about with like progression. Like this is the progression of things you want to focus on because you can't do everything at once. And that's like phase two is how I would look at it. Phase two is what, what exactly? Focusing on the organic and building out the organic content. Uh, After a couple of great launches, you can reinvest. You're like, okay, great. Yeah, you know, maybe I hire a team to help me with videos, or maybe I hire a team to really help me push out social media. Uh -huh. But I think trying to, unless you were saying I'm going to be a viral content creator, I I don't think that's the most efficient strategy to get off the ground and to start monetizing, creating revenue with your courses. Yeah, it's interesting because um, you know I've heard people say different things of don't of start with ads because you don't know what you're doing yet. And I, I didn't start with ads. Like I, I mean, I pretty much did everything organic, but I'm one of those people who was like, I'm going to make viral content. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I went into this phase of actually, I want to do less now. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it clearly worked for you. So I'm not saying that it doesn't work. It's just a different way of yeah. approaching. Of course, there are downsides to ads too. You have to really nurture that, that, that lead. You know, you have to be careful of not going in and spending all this money when you don't know what you're doing. So it's not like there's on a downside. It just, it does create an opportunity in the path to get to revenue faster if you're willing to stick with it. Because mm -hmm. as you know, building up organic reach and response takes time. It takes time to find your voice, mm -hmm. to find that thread, right? And a lot of content. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're starting with the, or when you're doing the paid stuff, it's, it's really important to know what the hell you're doing or have someone that knows like, cause it, that even that also is kind of a little bit of testing things a little bit. Right. Yes. Although I will say that we're in this landscape where there are a lot of resources, um, whether it be joining a membership club to learn how to handle Facebook. So there are resources. I do recommend getting educated 
but it's not as scary as one thinks. I mean, you really can go and start running passive lead magnet ads for $10 a day and to start to see some traction and get to your first launch. Like, you know, we have a lot of students who just start building their list with ads. They get to, you know, three, 500 emails. They'll get their first cohort of people in and boom, you know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like, you can keep evolving from there, but um, it's, it's definitely worthwhile and it's not as scary as people think if we're open to it. Yeah. It's just a little bit of learning. <laughs> it's learning, testing, and our folks are all new to ads, even though they're mm-hmm. business owners and whatnot. And it's like, it's great. Like, they're like, wow, I can build to 500 emails in the next six weeks. Like, that's amazing. And then we're nurturing, we're engaging, and they launch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a great way to continue to get new leads and new people into your audience and, and learning about. Exactly. Exactly. And to leverage technology because that can just be running and you're not having to go out and put a piece of content every day. Now you do want to do that eventually if you're really serious about this. I'm just saying to get off the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool that that is, um, it's cool that that's a way, that's a great way to build, um, just nurture audience and build things without having a ton of things on social media because they're still getting to know you through the ads because you're t- you're taking to a video or or emails or whatever. So even if you don't have a huge social presence, they're still connecting with you in a deep way through that funnel. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's uh, that's really awesome. And for those listening, there's more than one way to do things, and you can you know do whatever feels aligned for you right now to take the path of least resistance to scale your business and, and really get your message and gifts out there. And I think now more than ever, um, it's so important for more people to reach more people to create this ripple effect in the world, especially as coaches and transformational facilitators, whatever you want to call yourselves. Yes, exactly. And this whole landscape of online education, uh, building a knowledge-based business and digital entrepreneurship and building a business around your passion and your gifts and your specialty, it's only going to get bigger and get reinvented. I mean, there are software companies that are popping up every day to support this, right? And you you know, you know, look back at the thread of whether it's Kajabi or Thinkific and how Stripe has really evolved and PayPal has evolved, but there are companies popping up every day. You look at a company even like Canva, who has really developed themselves to support entrepreneurship at this level and to really remove the barriers. So it's like, now is the time to really be doing it. And, and I feel like we're only at the beginning of this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so cool that we actually get to do this kind of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, when, when has there been a time in the world, I guess there was a whole user generated content and then like YouTube content creators, but when has there been a time that we literally can build an education based business, six, seven figures or more, bringing together our unique gifts, whether it's combining astrology with psychology or yoga and therapy, like you can get so specialized these days and be able to build a great business because we're online. Like that to me is just incredible. And that's magic. It is. And I think that like, this is like the new era of like people literally getting paid to be themselves. Thank you. Well said. (laughs) I love that. getting paid to be you. And that's why we're here. Anyway, if you want to go like higher level and look at the whole thing, I mean, we're here to 
share our gifts, to do the things that we want to do, to be ourselves, to receive the overflow of abundance that's available. And this this is the path, (laughs) a good path to do that. I agree. If you want to break from the conservative path or the, the, let's see, more traditional path, and you know that this is your, this is your path, this is the way to do it. I 100% in agreement. Yeah. 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 It's so cool. And so um, on your journey from like everything that you've created, what has been like the biggest lesson you've learned? Because I know you've been doing all this for a hot minute and have helped so many people and you know, I, when I look at where I hold myself back or when I look at how my clients and students hold themselves back, and it sounds, I'm at the risk of sounding corny, I find and what I've observed is that we are the only ones that are holding ourselves back. Whether it is um, our self-perception, how we perceive our self-image, whether it is a mindset block, whether it is being uncomfortable with learning technology, or having to face our fear of being visible or re reorienting our relationship to marketing and advertising and what that means. Ultimately it comes back to ourselves and we have all this potential out there and, and everyone's potential is within a different pathway, right? I mean, we want to be ourselves. So it's not like fulfilling your full potential is going to look the same as everyone else. But the only way that's holding ourselves back in fulfilling our potential with our business, with our course, it's really us. And that's why I do believe in evolution and self-discovery. And it's always been my growth edge and my comfortable edge every time I'm taking my business to the next level or the next big launch. Or when our clients have an incredible launch, oh, look at all the growth edges that come up. Mm-hmm. And it's such an honest journey, you know, being an entrepreneur. And it's such a reflection of where we're at and where yeah. we want to go if we let it show us. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I mean, I, I believe the entrepreneurial journey in and of itself is a spiritual and personal growth journey because you have to become the version of you who's at that space. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's right. And by you becoming that is where you get to create what you want inside your business. You know, we're chasing all these revenue goals and these launch goals, and it's good to set goals and KPIs, please do so. (laughs) But what I find is that in that process, it is the more we become us is when we have that, that launch and that business and, and that level of service that the work is getting out there. Hmm. Yes. Because also it's like, you're more in your heart and you're not in the, Oh my God, how do I do this? What are the, it's like, this is what I'm doing <laughs> and I'm just going to be resourceful and make it happen and like work with you or whatever, or hire the team or do the ads or go on the video. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. This is getting good. (laughs) There's so many levels to this. There's like the practical level of doing the things. Then there's the, whoa, why am I actually doing the things to share myself, to share my energy, my message? So cool. How long have you been on this journey of entrepreneurship? Six, six years. Cause I left, I left my job in the middle of 2014. I took about six months to be like, okay, I did my 200 hour yoga teacher training. I did all the stuff. And then, um, after about six months, I'm like, okay, now I'm like ready to get serious. So it's been about six full years. Yeah. That's not, that's not super long. And I'm sure it went by, I'm sure there's a lot of lifetimes in that six years too. 
and then I became a mom in that six years. My son is old. So it's been a wild ride, you know, navigating the role of being a mom and a wife and an entrepreneur. <laughs> wow. How do you, um, how do you navigate it all? I was going to say balance, but I'm sure balance isn't even really what's going on. <laughs> well, um, one, I had to give myself permission to do it my way, meaning, you know, having resources and having lots of support and when I needed it and being really clear on the kind of mom I wanted to be, that is still always getting defined, but you know, having it be okay that I'm working in my business and I love my business and my son and I love my son and really holding both. So one was permission two was being honest with the kind of resources and support that we need. And then also having clear communication with my husband, like, you know, this is equal parenting, (laughs) equal parenting. We both have big, big careers and big ambitions. And so, you know, how do we do this as a team? Mm -hmm. not just one person or the other. Yeah. And that's so important. I like how you said you wanted to, you defined the kind of mom you wanted to be. Yes. Yes. And you can, you can relate that to business as well to find the type of, you know, any, any area of life really. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So awesome. I am in awe of everything that you do and everything that you've created and how you are so gifted in like helping people bring their gift to life in the form of their offer. I think it's so cool. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I I could see your, your purpose, even though we just met, (laughs) I could see your purpose as like, just, it's so big. It's like, on one level, it's helping people launch their programs and get the stuff out there. But like on a much bigger level, it's like, Oh, like you're helping people literally bring their gifts and and, into this like cohesive way and be able to launch it and like just create this stream of energetic exchange financially and fulfillment wise. It's so cool. Mm, Wow. Thank you. I feel so (laughs) really giving me goosebumps from seeing all of that. It's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. You're so welcome. Thank you for the work that you're doing. It's awesome. And yeah, it's so cool. Mm. to see. <laughs> so where can people find out more about like what you are offering, where to find you on social media, all of those things or any, anything else you want to say before we wrap it up too? So um, my website, I have a free training. It's uh, crystallize your vision um, into a profitable offering course. So if you go to destinyberman.com, you'll find a free training there. And um, it's very useful. Even if you only do the training, like it's going to serve you and make a difference. And then definitely find me on Instagram. We have a lot of people who direct message Des Berman, and that's a great way to connect with me as well. And I guess my last words is one, I'm, I'm just so, I'm so honored to be here, to be having this conversation with you and that it's a part of our work life and that you can trust, you can trust your gifts and you can trust that you do have a specialty that wants to get brought out and that you can be yourself and be known for yourself in this world. And as you said, get paid for it. Mm. Well, <laughs> yes, I love that. Thank you so much, Destiny. This was awesome. I'm so glad you were, you know, you, you carved out the time to have this conversation and thank you so much for sharing your magic. Mm. You're so welcome. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.